Hello, everyone. This is John Asplund, Superintendent of District 205. Thank you for tuning into the Galesburg 205 podcast. We'll be talking to many different people within the school district during these podcasts, but this week I'm happy to welcome Mr. Chad Thompson to the show. Chad is an outreach worker at Galesburg High School, and he's also the head boys basketball coach for the Silver Streaks. Welcome, Chad. Thank you very much. It's definitely great to be here, and it's also great to be back in Galesburg. Well, and we'll get to your your uh, educational travels here pretty quickly, but we'll start out with just have, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. A little bit about me, born and raised in Galesburg, born here in 1993, came up through the Galesburg school system. Actually, this current place we're in was probably my classroom at one point. I attended Lincoln Elementary School. I went over to Lombard for my middle schooling, uh, Galesburg High School grad of 2011. And then I moved on to attend Carl Sandburg and Monmouth College. I've uh, been greatly supported by my family growing up, my grandfather, Harley Nosher. Uh, has been my coach for everything that I've ever done, it seems like, and one of my greatest mentors. I grew up with a wonderful family here, and I'm also blessed to still be around a lot of my family here in town, and now working with my little brother has been great as well. Yeah, wow. So there's there's not many people that can have more Galesburg bona fides than Chad here. So um, you, at one time, had been a teacher here before, left and came back. You want to tell the listeners a little bit about how that worked out? Yeah, absolutely. I, I worked here in the district from, for multiple years, five years in total. I spent four years teaching in the elementary school classroom over at Gale. I taught fourth and fifth grade and absolutely loved it. Then I did a year of outreach work at Nielsen Elementary School before we realigned our elementary schools and, and changed some things up, which was great. And that's where I really found what I really love to do is outreach. Uh, but however, over the COVID year, I did I did take a time and head up to DeKalb with Mike Reynolds, another longtime friend of mine, mentor, and a guy I really look up to. Uh, the plan was to go up there and just experience something new and get outside of Galesburg, get outside the box a little bit, uh, get out of my comfort zone that was here in Galesburg. And it was great. I had a good time in DeKalb. I learned more things to help me, I believe, become a better basketball coach and educator. I taught fifth grade while I was up there and attend, started attending grad school which when I talked to Dr. Aspen the first time before I did head out, uh, one of the big things I did touch on was wanting to do grad school, which now I'm lucky enough to continue doing that process. Even though I'm back in Galesburg, I'm just doing it online. Uh, so no, it's great. It's great to be back. It was, it, was a nice, it was a nice little break to see something new and and do good things in a different place, but truly Galesburg was where I belong. Oh, and we're thrilled you're back. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that go, you know, what is an outreach worker? So you've been an outreach worker now one time at Nielsen and now you come back and we have a new position at the high school this year that's uh, outreach as well. And, and you and Jody Chapman are both serving uh, as the outreach workers there. But can you tell the listeners what an outreach worker does? Absolutely. The best way we describe outreach workers is we are the bridge between the community and the parents and our schools. We're, we're there to serve them in all the best ways we can to help maximize the success of the school as a whole, as well as the individual student. We do focus a lot of our work on truancy, but on the when we think truancy, we think disciplinary, we think not doing things the right way. The outreach approach is what plan can we make? What intervention can we put in place? How can we help get these kids to school on a daily basis? Is there something missing, a piece that we're missing that we should be providing? Is there a piece in the community that a family is missing that we can help, again, bridge that gap and make it happen? Then, of course, also in my program with the new uh, Student Success and Support Services, we also do a lot with social emotional learning as well. Coming off a pandemic and still being in a pandemic in some ways, uh, these students need that that component as well. Social emotional learning has become a big part of school. And I, I know that's new to a lot a lot of people, especially people that are outside the school system. But it's it's an equal importance that goes right along with the academics. And we do a good job with that as well with outreach. 
So like on a, any, no day is typical. Every day is different for you. I know that. But just if there were a typical day, describe for the listeners what that would look like for you. Uh, a typical day for me uh, without any random things popping up would look like greeting students as they come in, uh, checking in with the students that we know do have uh, truancy issues. Again, not in the disciplinary sense, just, hey, you know, we're glad you're here. Uh, is there anything we can do to help you? How are things going? Give me an update on you. Really taking interest in each individual student. After that, we usually sit down together, like you mentioned, uh, Joey Chapman, our cross country and track coach is also an outreach worker, as well as Gayla Edwards and Jeremy Pickerel are there with us as well, helping out. Uh, we, we then collaborate together. We do notice, hey, what students do might need a little help if we're noticing any patterns with attendance of kids missing for lots of days without any reasons, or if they are missing for a reason, maybe we still need to check in with that student or with that parent, be like, hey, we know that your kid's missing and you're calling them in. We appreciate that. Thank you. But how can we help? Is there something going on that we can still help you with? Definitely being proactive about that. After that, we do lots of home visits. We get our district vehicles and we go we go door to door, whether that be just asking, hey, we notice your student's not here at school today. How can we help uh, during the COVID times that we're in with the pandemic? If students are quarantined, we deliver work to them. Uh, we've done things. One of my personal favorites was we actually took a student uh, to help him get his driver's permit for the first time. Even. Oh, that's great. So we were able to do some of those things, too. And again, that's just bridging that gap. The student it was enrolled in driver's ed very late in his high school career. He's actually getting to the point where he needs a driver's license because he's about to be an adult. So we found a way to get him a permit where he doesn't have to take driver's ed here at the high school. And then he can move on when he's 18 and get his driver's license. So that that's probably been my highlight of the year, actually, was being able to take him to do that just because it's something so out of the box that people don't think of. And that's one of those things, again, that outreach can do um, with all the right pieces in place that helps helps our kids in ways that we don't usually think of. Well, and and. You know, we, we're very fortunate that we have so many wonderful outreach workers here in the district and, and they go all the way down to the, you know, almost the preschool level and all the way up through high school. And, they, and they're a great team. And, and we're thrilled that we have those folks here working with us. And, um, you know, they, they provide a very needed role. But I know a lot of people oftentimes will say, well, what does an outreach worker do? And you've, that's, you've given a great explanation right there that it's just it's it's a lot different than what anybody in the outside world would probably understand, right? Absolutely. It, it, is, it is what can we do to maximize our students' success and beyond the scope of academics. It's that life success. What, what pieces can we do as a school that set you up for success here to graduate, get you to the next level, whether that be the workforce, whether that be college, whether the military, whatever you choose, but what can we help you put in place to make sure those goals are then accomplished? And that's uh, it. That's such a needed component to what we have here now that it's that it's great that you have that. And you obviously had a great upbringing with your with your family to help you be so compassionate about that. But I want to bridge to your family uh, because uh, for the listeners out there that don't know Harley Nosher, first of all, I wonder where you're from, because if you're from Galesburg, you probably do. Uh, but uh, I can remember being a kid and going to Knox Monmouth basketball games and watching your grandpa coach basketball. Um, and then uh, thinking about Mike Reynolds and, and the two different larger than life personalities that they both are. I want you to on the spot, give me your favorite Harley Nosher story. And then second, your favorite Mike Reynolds story that's suitable for the show. Absolutely. <laughs> my, favorite, well, my favorite, my favorite Harley Nosher story. There's, there's two. And I, I really can't pick between one because one of the most, one of the most valuable life lessons I've ever learned. And one just is to signify our life together. Um, my most favorite one of as a coach is when I was pitching in minor league baseball. And if anybody knows like my background, minor league baseball here in Galesburg runs like nine, 10 years old. My baseball career ended at 14. <laughs> it wasn't my thing. My baseball career ended at 14. I was a basketball player, but I hit three batters in a row. 
Uh, it was my first year ever pitching. I had three batters in a row, so the bases are low. There's nobody out, and I'm an absolute mess on the mound. I'm pouting. I'm teary. I, I don't want to be there. I'm looking over at my grandpa, who's my coach, like, help. <laughs> and he comes right out to the mound. There's a mound, but I'm thinking, oh, thank goodness, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I remember this clear as day. He looks right at me and goes, you got three outs to go. <laughs> You're fine. And, and he made and he made me suffer through it. But at a very young age, even at nine or 10, looking back on it at 15, at 20, at 25, when you do go through those hard moments in life, I had a great support system that was there to support me. But at the same time, that support system didn't bail me out. Yeah. And I think that's a huge life lesson to learn. And, and I'm telling you, I reflect on that almost daily. That I, I I never forget the story. I remember e there was e there was even it was a co-ed league too. So I was pegging boys, I was pegging girls, I was hitting everybody, and I just was a mess. But but no, he he helped me through it with a kind yet tough love all at the same time. He was there for me, but he was not gonna bail me out. Um, my second favorite memory with my grandpa was my senior night of college basketball. Uh, my college basketball career was a very good career. We ended up uh, being the second place in the conference at Monmouth my senior year uh, from a team that was at the bottom of the conference when I transferred in as a sophomore. Coach Scripps did a great job of recruiting and building a strong roster, and the team really clicked with seniors through freshmen in the starting lineup. Uh, but he was there for my last game. I battled a few injuries uh, throughout my college career and was sidelined way too often than I than I would have liked to have been. But he, he was just, just to have him there what was, was really big because he was my coach from YMCA ball all the way through what we now run as the future streaks program was then the junior streaks, but then he never missed a game in junior high. He never missed a game in high school. When I played my year at Sandberg, he never missed. And then he was at every home game, even sometimes wearing red. <laughs> that had to be Sometimes wearing him. red. The only games I ever saw him wear Knox when I was on the court was the Knox Monmouth games at Knox, Okay, which I can forgive him for. <laughs> I understand my brother played there. It's, it is all good. Nothing but love there. But no, that, that would probably be my second favorite moment was just having him there. Uh, he, I had him walk with me at senior night uh, that night in in college, which was which was really special to me and something I'll remember forever. Uh, then when we go to Mike Reynolds, like I said he was he was my coach. I, I still I still have to I still call him coach. I, he's he will be forever my basketball coach and and someone I look up to with huge huge respect. One of my absolute best friends. Um, some of my best stories from him uh, go back to probably my sophomore year of high school. Uh, I, he brought me up to the varsity right away. And we're playing Rock Island in his very first conference game. Okay. Uh, it's a minute left to go in the game, and the game's tied. And one of our starters fouls out, so he subs me in, this six foot five, 160-pound soaking wet skinny <laughs> sophomore that knows how to shoot a basketball. And he draws up one of our one of our program plays that we we still run to this day. But he drew up for me, and I looked at him at the end of the timeout. I said, what do you want me to do when I catch it? He goes, shoot it. It's like, Okay. And I ended up taking it way too deep of a three and made it. And oh. it, it turned out it wasn't a game a game winning shot, but it turned out being the basket that put us in the lead that we were able to then maintain throughout the final minute and win the game. So again, just building up that confidence in me as a young kid. If you know Coach Reynolds, you know he is he's the definition of tough love, but he'll have your back forever. Um, but no, he put that that into me big time, big time, big time. The other one that is that is still podcast appropriate <laughs> uh, that that I'll always remember is uh, Brandon Thompson. Um, one of my best friends growing up, uh, he was a, our leading scorer. He's a thousand point scorer here at Galesburg. He was the best player on the team uh, our senior year where we were the number seven ranked team in the state. Um, he and I also both like to shoot a lot. And I think Coach Reynolds will tell you that he and I never saw a shot we didn't like. Um, but 
we, we would hit heads as friends, as competitors. And I remember one summer league game down in Lincoln. We were getting on each other hard. And it was just one of those moments where we had to grow up. And I remember a very individualized timeout where he called timeout for the team and we come over the bench kind of still picking at each other. And uh, he met us at half court. We never made it back to the huddle. It was, oh. a, per it was a personal timeout at <laughs> half court of the Lincoln gym, which is about 130 degrees, it feels like. There's some people there, but everybody there knew exactly why we were in trouble. So it's just looking back, it's a great, it's a great story. It's just, it's just one of those things that happened in the game of basketball. But it's just one I really enjoy telling because we got a personal timeout in a basketball game. So. Wow. And yeah, most people don't get that type of personal yeah, service. We in got a, a personal game. timeout. But no, he he's been great. So now you're the head basketball coach at Galesburg High School, which obviously is quite a responsibility. Uh, you know, Clearly, we have a, a rich and storied history here at Galesburg and have had nothing but success over the course of, uh, you know, decades. Uh, I suppose not nothing. We've had a few lean years. I know when I was growing up, there was a few. But uh, but most of the time, Galesburg's been very good. So so now that you're the head coach, how, how will the team look? Like, will it, will it be real similar to last year when you had the, the Ryan Hart system? Uh, or will it look more like Mike Reynolds? What, you know... What's the Chad Thompson system? Look Absolutely. Like? My, the Chad Thompson system is, is a little bit of a hybrid. It's, it's a system that I, I'm glad I can put back in because when I was the sophomore coach under Mike Reynolds, he let me experiment with my own system at the sophomore level as long as I still stay in the parameters of his grinded out defensive mentality. Uh, with with uh, Coach Hart's system, you saw a fast pace up and down, lots of offense. We are going to outscore you philosophy. With the team that we have built this year, I think the most important thing as a coach is you got to adapt your philosophy to your kids while still sticking to your core principles. Uh, we're going to be back to that grinded out defensive mentality. Uh, however, we are going to play fast. We, we have a team that is built for speed. We're going to be in your face uh, defensively. It's going to be high pressure all the time. Obviously, we have a lot of returning players that the Gelser community get to see last year, but we're going to be returning who will now be four-year varsity player, Alex Egyptiaco the star defender for Gelsberg for the past three years. He's going to be doing the same thing this year. His brother, Dre, same thing. He's an in-your-face defender. Uh, Cohen Derry, Carl Dorch are big-time shot blockers and rebounders. Easton Steck can guard one through five. And he's a physical guard. He can even play an undersized center if we needed to go small. Jeremiah Bay has just come a long way as well. And we've got other guys coming up through our system that are, that are showing a lot of promise as well. So we're expecting to have a strong team this year. Uh, our goals are definitely the same. They always are. Goal number one, win the conference, if possible. Goal number two, win a regional, and then continue to move forward from there. So set realistic goals, but make sure they're goals that we have to consistently challenge ourselves to as well. And, and yeah, we're all looking forward to a really great season here uh, with, the, with the boys' basketball team. We've seen these young men grow up now. It's, you know, last year was kind of a forgotten year, and so it's crazy to think that these young men, a lot of them are already seniors when that just seems like yesterday when they were in eighth grade. But uh, why don't you preview a little bit of the Western Big Six, too, because I know the, the conference is a little bit stacked this year. So your first year is going to be pretty challenging. Absolutely. This this is going to make for a fun conference. conference year. I was just talking to a group of community members the other day. I said, don't be surprised when you look, look on the news and see one night Rocky blow somebody out. The very next night you see them get beat. And the same with Galesburg. You could see us have a really huge win against somebody. And the very next Friday we can be beat. Uh, it's a loaded conference this year. Uh, this this summer, from what we saw, from the from what I was able to watch, even when I was in DeKalb, I'm still a fan of Galesburg basketball. I watched every game I could. Uh, Rock Island is another loaded team. They, yeah. they reload. They have a new coach. Uh, um, coach Polite came back over to Illinois from Davenport North, where he had great success there, even made a state run. Yeah. 
Um, so he has a loaded team. Marion Nemers is maybe the best true basketball player or scorer in the conference. Then you can flip right over to Moline, where they'd argue they have the best player in the conference yeah. with a point guard with multiple Division One offers as a junior. Uh, Brock Harding, he is probably the most true point guard uh, in the conference. I would argue that Jeremiah Babers is right up there with him at true point guard ability. Uh, but Brock Harding is definitely a special player player as well. U- UT, you know they're going to have the Coach Weber zone. Uh, which which is something that at Galesburg we've been able to have success against, but it's never been, hey, we are we have success against it right. every time. Uh, we have to find ways to score on that zone. They have a very good player as well that plays out on the perimeter that can really shoot it. Quincy has the returning leading scorer in the conference, Jeremiah Talton, who, again, he's another one of those guys that we're like, yeah, I see on your face right now, he hasn't graduated yeah, yet. Yeah, like, no, well, I thought, is he on like the 12th player? Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. He must have he reclassed for the eighth <laughs> time or something. I don't know. He, but he, he's, a, he's a good kid. He's a special player. Um, he's got a great college future as well, being that six foot five wing type player in college. Uh, he's really good. Quincy also has, has a loaded a sophomore class and freshman class. So I'm expecting to see some younger bodies, just as we did two years ago when we brought Alex and Dre into the starting lineup and Jeremiah off the bench. I'm expecting to see that from Quincy a little bit as well with some of those very talented younger kids. Uh, Sterling, Geneseo, where they might not have the firepower that those teams are presenting. At least that's not what they're showing. I don't know if they do or not because I haven't seen everything they've brought either. But you know what you're going to get from Sterling and Geneseo because you see it on the football field as well and you see it in their coaches. Their coaches do a great job of having them prepared and they play hard. And they play hard. Allman just went through a coaching coaching change late summer. Uh, So I don't know too too much about them. But I do know they do have a couple promising kids in their younger levels coming up. So they played a lot of young guys last year that gained some experience. And with these new, newer, younger guys that they've been talking about and excited about, I'm expecting them to be improved as well. So I, I really think any Tuesday and Friday night in the big six, there, there, no prediction is safe. I really don't think a prediction is safe because this is one of the best years the big six has had in a long time. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it because I mean, it, it was uh, two years ago, your last year. No, it was, yeah. Yeah. yeah your last year, boy, I get, yeah, I get confused, but two years, we, I, we had a really good sophomore team and then I came and watched us play Rocky and my gosh, they were the biggest sophomore team I'd ever seen in my life. Yep. And now they're all seniors. Yeah. And I thought, my gosh, that's the sophomore team. Like, uh, they were unbelievably huge. Ab- absolutely. And we, and we did have a very good sophomore, sophomore team that year. And we're, and we're seeing some of those benefits as well with, with Cohen Derrick. He's really turned himself into a, a big time player right now. He's, he's our best offensive player that, that we're going to put on the court. He can score from all three levels. He can now step back and shoot from the three, which as a sophomore, we were trying to get him to do if you right. call it a sophomore game, but you could tell he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to shoot it from there. He wanted to go to the rim. He wanted to post up. But now he's turning into that three-level score that we always knew he could be. Uh, Carl Dorch, um, who's going to play significant minutes for us on the varsity level, there'll be games where he really, really carries us uh, just as a defender and a rebounder. I was going to say his rebounding ability is going to be really important. We we, we always like to say, you know, he's kind of like Dennis Rodman on the court. But that's yeah, where we cut it off. Court. He's not Dennis Rodman on the court. If you listen to this, don't yeah, be like he, Dennis Rodman. Yes, he's de- he is our Dennis Rodman on the court. And then and then he plays in the band. He he does it. He does a million things for this school. He, I even heard him reading the morning announcements one day at the high school as well. So so no, we're we're excited. It, it's great to see these young men. Like you said, we we've seen them since on the bigger stages yeah. since they were freshmen. And it's kind of like wow, they're only seniors, but at the same time, where did the time go? Yeah, it's really it's flown, and I'm and we're really looking forward to this year. And, uh, really thankful that you came in today. I know you've got someplace else to be here uh, in a few minutes, and just happy to get you back to the district. And and we're really excited for for basketball season, but we're also really pleased with the work you're doing with Outreach. So um, 
everybody. I hope you get a chance to come out and, and see the Silver Streaks this year. And uh, if you see Chad walking around town, make sure you stop and say hello. I've never known him to know a stranger. So uh, any last words for the listeners today, Chad? Uh, I just want to say, you know, it's been great great to be on here. I always love talking Gelsberg High School, Gelsberg School District, boys basketball, anything. Uh, the one thing I want to add is, you know, the high school is really turning into a special place. I know as the construction continues, um, I was shocked when I when I first got back. I knew that the process was delayed with the COVID and everything. And I, I didn't really know as I left the cow, what will it look like in a year or two? And and, and I've been in shock and awe about it. it. It's really turning into a special place and our kids are going to benefit from it greatly. Well, that's great to hear from you. Yeah. And and we're really gratified that the, the building's turning out to be even more beautiful than I think we even thought it was going to be. Absolutely. And uh, for the listeners out there, once you hear this and you come to come to school event, hopefully, you know, all the school events. But when you come see Chad coach, you know, take a look around the school because it looks a lot different, right? It looks a lot different. And John Thiel is open. Yeah, very good. All right. Thank you very much, Chad. And good luck this season. Thank you.